Just a, a short vart that I, I have in my pocket, literally, and I uh, didn't have a chance to say it on Shabbos because there was a bas mitzvah in, in, in yeshiva and I decided at the last minute to speak something you know, more personal about the family, about Rabbi Riel. And um, so I had this vart and I wanted to... Sometimes you have to, you have to say a vart if you have one. And um, I remember one of my children, one of my daughters, I believe it was, was born on a Thursday night. And, uh, and I came to uh, give a schmooze that Friday morning in yeshiva. And people thought I was crazy. Like, well, you know, you could take off one Friday. It's not going to kill you. And I said that a, uh, my line was that a, a schmooze is like a baby that it needs to be delivered. It needs to be delivered. You have a schmooze, you have to deliver it like a baby is delivered. And so I have this vart. It's sort of sitting in me, and I want to express it. Uh, it's actually the end of Sefer Shemais, the last pasuk in Sefer Shemais. So it's a very important pasuk. And the pasuk says, Le'ene kol beis Yisrael bechol mas ehem. Speaking about the Anan, there was an Anan that was traveling with Klal Yisrael, but the Psukim really say that it wasn't really traveling with Klal Yisrael the whole time. When the Mishkan was in one place, when it parked, when it camped, then the Anan was there. And then all of a sudden the Anan starts like moving, and they packed up the whole Mishkan quickly and started moving, uh, until until Hashem told them, or until the Anan reappeared, and then they stopped again, and they camped there. But the Psukim indicate, and this is the way Rashi learns it, that there was that the, the, the Anan was only on top of the Mishkan when it was camped. When it was moving, when it was actually being, when it was traveling, when Klai Yisrael picked themselves up to go to another stop on the road, then there was no Anan. The Anan was not with them anymore. It was only there to be Mashra, that, that Kedusha, that Shechina, only when they were camped. Which is very strange because the Pasuk seems to say that it was Le'ene kal Beis Yisrael b'chol Maseim. That it was, this, this Anan was with them b'chol Maseim in all of their travelings. It doesn't say b'chol Chani Yassam whenever they camped. Whenever they parked, it says whenever they were Naseya, when they were traveling. So if you look in Rashi, Rashi is very bothered by this. And he says, Every time that they traveled, so the Anan was Shaykhin in the place that they would camp. And then Rashi explains that when the Pasuk says in all of their travelings, it doesn't mean their travelings. It means when they were camped. Why? The reason why it was called Masais is because they were always on the go. They were always on the ready to move to another place. It's like... The, way, the best muscle I could give, I guess, is that if you pull into a parking spot, then your car is parked. You put it in park, it's parked. If, let's say, you're at a red light, right, even though your car is not moving, 
but your foot is, you know, two inches away from the gas, and it, you're about to go. So no one would say, oh, you parked your car by the red light. No, I didn't park my car by the red light. My car is just temporarily uh, there waiting to, to step on the gas again. That's how it was in the Mishkan. They were never settled. There were, in the Midbar, they were never, there was never a place that they encamped for, uh, you know, in a permanent way. They were always under, it was understood that they were always on the go. They always had to be able to drop at the, at the drop of that, just start moving, picking up, putting everything together, and starting their Masais again. So because of that, when it says Bechal Masayim, it doesn't mean literally when they were traveling. There, there was no, the, the Anan wasn't there, but it means when they were camped, but their camping was always on the move. They were always about to go. They were always, their foot was on the brake and they were about to start again. So that's also called driving. That's called a Masa. So Bechal Masayim means that, it means when they were parked. But really, even in their, even when they're in their parking, it was called a masa. Based on this, I was thinking as follows. You know, there's a, an Avera, there's one of the Laban in the Torah that the Bade Ha'arin, there was two poles that were inside of the rings on the side of the Arin that was used to carry the Arin. Those are called the Badim. Those poles are called the Badim. And there's not a, there's an iser deraisa. You're not allowed to ever pull those badamana. Technically, you could pull it out. There's no, and it's not like locked into place. You could you could take it out, but if you take it out, you're you're ever alive. Now the shulchan also has badim badei shulchan, and other kalim mikdash also have badim, uh, but those uh, you were those badim. Uh, you had the ability to remove. There's no isis. Dafkan is to remove the uh, the badim of the arn. So the chinuch says, what's the reason for this? Why is there an iser dairaisa to remove the badim of the arn? And he says an interesting time. I, I felt personally that it didn't. It was a little. I didn't love it. Although I'm a huge chassid of the sefer chinuch, I didn't love this pshat. He says that he says if let's say you would take out the poles from the badim of the Aaron, and then all of a sudden the machana is moving again, so you have to stick the poles in to carry it, you might be in a rush, and you might not like thread the, the, the rings properly, and that might come to cause chas v'shalom, the Aaron to fall. So therefore, we didn't want that to happen. We have to be very careful with the Aaron. It's Kaddish, it's holy, you have to give it the proper covet. So therefore, you have to always keep it in, because that way when it's in, you know that it's in. If you're putting it in quickly, it's very possible that, you know, you start doing assembly jobs on it, and all of a sudden it could very easily fall. That is not a concern by the other Kalim, but this, for, for the Aaron, it is. I was thinking that according to Rashi, maybe you don't have to say that. Maybe you could say that the reason why you have to keep the poles in, even when it's, even when it's camped, even when it's parked, is because of what Rashi says, that it's always considered moving. You're never a park that you don't, you always need the badim. The badim are always part of it because the badim are there to carry, to carry it, to carry the aron. And if you're using it to carry the aron, and even a chania is always called a masa, you're always really moving. The aron, it's always, the mishkan is always together traveling, even when it's parked. 
So then it makes sense, you can never take it out. The badim always have to stay in because it's like you're always traveling. When you're traveling, you need to have the badim in. You're always traveling because even when it's camped, but it's really always on the go. So that's very good. What's the only remaining problem then? What happened to Besamikdash? That's a good question also. I didn't think about that. That's a good question. What happened to Besamikdash? But what... Ah, excellent. What about the other kalim? Why the other kalim? There's no is. There should be an isser also to remove the kalim from the shulchan, the bottom of the shulchan. Excellent. So here's where my vart is. Here's, this is where the, this is what I really wanted to come here tonight to share with you. It's true. Maybe you could have or you should have had the bottom in the shulchan, but there's a specific message, I think, that maybe the absence of the bottom in the shulchan, the fact that you don't have this isser, teaches us, for you and me, to know something special about the Aaron. The Aaron, of course, symbolizes Tyra. And when it comes to Tyra, very often a yeshiva bacher is under a very, very big misconception that they think that they're, that they're stalled. They think that their car, in terms of learning, is stalled, it's parked, it's, you know, it's in the pound, it's just not functioning, we're not moving, we're not progressing, I don't seem to really be steiging, I don't seem to be advancing in my learning, it's been so many years and I still, you know, a little bit maybe my leaning is a little better, my understanding of shir is a little better, my chazar is a little better, but my ideas are, but I'm not moving, I'm, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. And that is the biggest fallacy. That's such a Yetzirah. When you hear somebody, a voice in your ear saying you're not accomplishing anything and it's not good to, you know, to, to learn and it's not good to stay in learning and it's not, learning is not my thing, obviously. You know, I'm doing very well in, uh, you know, on, in college and I'm steiging there, but when it comes to learning, I'm, not, I don't, I'm, I'm just stuck. The Torah says you always have to keep the badim in the Aaron. You know why? because you're always traveling. When it comes to Tyra, you're always traveling. You're always moving. Now, I'm not saying that we're all the stipler. We're not moving that fast. We're not Rebchaim Kanievsky. We're not the Chazanish yet. But if you think that you're not accomplishing anything, assuming, and this is all, of course, assuming, and it's a fair assumption in this room, uh, that we come to Seder every day, to first Seder, to night Seder, Second Seder when we can, Shabbos we're in Yeshiva, and, and we come to all the, all the Vaden, all the Shmuzen, the Shir Klolis. Assuming that, trust me, you're on the move. You are moving. Bechol Masayim, even when you think you're, you're not, you are, you're always moving. There's always a mobility to a Ben Taira. Now, it seems like you're not. So it seems like, but the Torah says, always keep the badim in the Aaron to remind you that if you're learning Torah, you're steiging, you're moving. It might not be at the pace that you imagined and that you hoped for and you dreamed for, but let me tell you something. If you continue to just do what you're doing day in and day out, before you know it, you're going to be a tremendous Talmud Chacham. If you don't trust me on this, I'll give you a source that you have to trust, and that's, the stipler. The stipler was the, the greatest masmid 
the greatest Yerushalayim, the greatest Lamdan. He had everything, everything. He had Yichas, and he had his, Reb Chaim Kenyevsky as his son. So he, whatever the stipler says is money in the bank. I think we can all, that's Anach, I think we could all agree on. And there is a letter that he wrote. I'm only going to read you three lines from it. But somebody sent a stipler letter, a Ben Taira, and he wasn't, he didn't feel he was steigen. The same, this epidemic that we have, that we don't feel we're moving, we don't feel we're accomplishing. And listen to the eternal words of the stipler. Talmidim tzirim, young students, young yeshiva bachim, tayim, harbe b'demyanim. They make a very grave mistake with their imaginations. Bechashvam, when they think, she'enam matzlichem ve'enam ayol. They think that they're not succeeding in their learning and they're not growing, they're not steiging. And he says, Ki I wish somebody would make a song about this line. This would be such a great... Are there any like, like composers? I know we have musicians in the room. Are there any, any people that can compose a decent niggin? If you could make a niggin to this line in the, in the stipler, of the stipler, it would be a tremendous chizik for the dar. If there is success to real, genuine growth and learning, it's not detectable to the eye of the student. You will never be able, you know, it's like, it's like taking your, uh, it's like measuring yourself, uh, am I growing, you know, physically? Am I growing taller, 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 day by day? I, one of my kids, I would, you know, always wanted me to measure them to see, you know, if they're growing. So, you know, so I, she would stand by the door, it was actually in my mother's house. And, uh, and I would make a line, a pencil mark, right over her head. And then the next week she would come back and say, you know, can you measure me again, Tati? Uh, again, it was exactly the same line. Maybe it was even a little shorter for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, you know, and then the next week I said, listen, you know, this is not working. Just let's do it every three months. Every three months, let's do it. Day by day, it's not, you're not going to grow. If you're measuring yourself day by day, it's not going to work. And then, sure enough, three months later, it was like an inch, you know, and then, and then a year later, you go back, and it's mamish, you know, a couple of more inches, and that's how you have to measure. Very, very distantly, you have to me- if you measure it day by day, I'm not steiging, I'm not steiging, I'm not steiging, then you're making a mistake. It's not visible to your eye if you're steiging or not, if you're measuring yourself day by day. Called, and then this, this, this whole line, this, it's all poetry. Every daf of Gemara that you learn and you understand, that is success. Every tesis that you learn and you understand is success. You know what a tesis is? Even the smallest tesis. That's, it's, it's a million dollars. It's a billion dollars every Tysus. If you chop it and you own it, you're a billionaire. Every Tysus. Every Dauphin Gemara. It's so valuable. But, all right, but I don't know Shas yet. I don't, forget about Shas. All you have to do is focus on the Gemara that you're learning and on the Tysus, on the Rashi, and on the Ritva, and on the Rashi. Whatever it is that you're learning, focus and then own it. Chazer it. Own it. And then if you are able to collect enough Tysus in your pocket... Then, like you know, like you used to collect baseball cards, but instead of baseball cards, now you're collecting Tysus, and you're going to be a tremendous Talmud Chacham.
it's all success. Slowly, slowly, you'll gather you're going to have a mass of fortune, a mass of great collection. And with the, uh, with the passing of time, you will be a God, this is the type telling you this. But providing that you don't check yourself every single day. You don't take your pulse every single day. Am I a Am I a No. It's not going to work that way. Because it's too slow. You're not, you're not giving yourself enough, enough, enough runway to be able to see whether or not you're staying. So you're taxiing still. You're taxiing. But you will take off. It's b'chol ma'seyem. Even when you're in a, in a position that you feel you're parked, you're not parked, you're moving. Specifically by the Aaron, the Torah tells you, don't remove those badim. Because I want you to know that you're always in a state of masa. You're always in a state of moving, of traveling. You're being matzliach tremendously. But don't let the Sahara get into your brain. Take up you know, your precious brain space and tell you you're not successful in learning, you're, you're never going to be successful in learning, you know, you have a watermelon head, you know, it's not working for you, go pick another thing to do, it's not, it's not worth your time. You're, you're not. That is the biggest fear in the world, because it's just not true. You're always on the move, you're growing, and your abeim could see your growth, and your friends could see your growth. You can't see your growth, but other people around you will see that you're a Tamil Chacham. They'll see your Midas improving. They'll see your, your, your confidence in learning improving. Your Chazara abilities improving. And this is how it works. This is how it works for everybody. The Stifler brings it in one of his farm, and, the, and his, his son, Reb Chaim, quotes it, that there was a, a, a boy that came to the Chasam Seifer. It's an amazing story. In Preshburg, the Chasam Seifer had like the greatest yeshiva in the world. And there was a boy that came and says, you know, I don't know anything. Normally to get into Chasm Sefer's yeshiva, you probably need to know like half of Shas Palpeh, literally. But he didn't know anything. And he came to Chasm Sefer, he's very innocent, very, you know, sweet boy. He says, Rebbe, I don't know anything. Don't even bother firing me. But I'm going, I, I promise you, I'm going to give it my all. And Rebbe Chaim, sa- uh, the, the, the Chasm Sefer says, okay, we're going to take a try with you. We're going to let you into yeshiva. And he sat one chavrusa, one like very good boy to learn with him in the morning, and one in the afternoon, one in the evening, and one in Mishnayis, and one in, in Ivra, and one in, uh, you know, Imamish, like covering the gamut of until he went on to Gemara, and he went on to the Rishayim, and he went on to Akhra. And, and before you knew it, before you knew it, he was, he became a tremendous Tamil Chacham to the degree that he wrote, he became a rav somewhere, and there's chuvas back and forth between him and the Chasm Seifer, his rebbe, uh, and to write a chuva to the Chasm Seifer, you know, that the Chasm Seifer is like writing pages and pages back to him based on what he was saying, that means that this guy made it. This guy was no slouch in learning, right? The Chasm Seifer is like, is like, is reckoning with you, that means that you're, you're going toe-to-toe with the Gadol Adar. That started from a, a boy that didn't know anything, he wasn't three years old when he came to Shiva. He's probably your age. And he grew and he grew and he grew. And he became like a, a Gadol Batayra. 
And you see from these stories and many, many others, and I've told you myself personal stories in yeshiva, how there were Talmidim, and I don't want to keep on repeating my same story, but like, you know, Talmidim that knew nothing came out when they came to yeshiva, and a couple, ten years later, they're producing svarim, you know, that were with haskamas from Gedele Yisrael. It's not like, you don't have to invest a hundred years to do this. But day by day, the one common denominator is that anyone that's matzliach and learning really, Truly, there are people that, that claim they're Tamid Chachamim, they go through their whole life and they get a lot of credit for it. But the people that are Tamid Chachamim Amitim, real Tamid Chachamim, are people that every day they put in a day's work. They don't cut corners, they don't take off on Sunday, Tuesday, and Friday. That's not going to work. It's not going to work. It would be great if it worked. It, I, you know, it would be amazing. But that's not, maybe, you know, to be a plumber, you could do that. But if you want to be a Talmud Chacham Amiti, you have to put in the time. And this is the time of your life to do it. If you wait till you're married with kids, it ain't going to happen. You have to do it when you're in yeshiva. If you want this, if what I'm saying is somewhat appealing to you, to be a Talmud Chacham, this is what you have to do. But the Masais, the, the moving of the Aaron was, was permanent. It was, a, it was always in motion. It was always in motion. Tyre was always in motion because Tyre is in motion. It's in motion right now as we speak. You're growing. There's something growing inside of you. There's a Tamar Chacham in your neshama that's just, that, that's just can't wait to grow and to develop and to become greater and greater and more, and more advanced in learning. And that's you. I'm not talking to the guy next to you. I'm talking to you. But don't think that I didn't get you because, you know, you don't, I don't really know, you know, what's really going, I don't care. The stipler says that every single Gemara that you learn is Hatzlacha and every single Taisa that you learn is Hatzlacha and that's money in the bank. And La'at, La'at, slowly but surely, if you give this time and you're patient with yourself and you're patient with the Taira, you will develop, you will look in the mirror someday and looking back at you, will be a tremendous, tremendous Gain Bi Israel.